Hello and good day, beautiful people. I hope that wherever you are on this planet, you're doing tremendous. I am sending you all of my love, prayers, good vibes, and positive intents your way to you, your family, your friends, and everyone you love. Uh, we have a very special and important episode of the show for you today. We have my friend Mark Patelik back on from so Solutions Empowerment, and we are talking about how to decline a vaccine from your work, your employer, if they are coercing you and saying it's mandatory, this and that, uh, you do not have to. And he goes into the actual law and laws that you can use to prevent that from happening. And if they do dismiss you, you have the right to sue them. It is a big bluff. You can also find an article if you go to mattbelair.com forward slash blog. And I wrote an article that says how to legally decline a vaccine. Uh, and it shows you templates, various templates from people people who have done this successfully and I have heard of some people even getting fired but they're doing so uh, when they when they submit a uh, notice of liability but they have now grounds to sue because it's completely illegal and Mark goes into that he goes into the law he he helps you understand what laws are the you know the rules of common law the rules of equity and legislation uh, we talk about you know how the virus has not been isolated and we start to go into some deep topics as well because Mark is very versed in in history and some incredible you know rabbit holes that I love going down with him so we talk about you know the work of Rudolf Steiner and the author Jonathan Gray in, in an alternative history these ancient maps uh, the importance of starting your own community cr uh, cryptocurrency Tartaria how to protect your kids but uh, most importantly the, the beginning of this is if you're being coerced it's how to legally decline the vaccine but even understanding the basics of this law is helpful for absolutely everybody because now in Canada, they've made it quote unquote mandatory for the teachers and the healthcare wor workers and public employees. Um, and this is how you can absolutely defend yourself and uh, stand up for yourself. So there, he'll talk about the notice of liability. You can check out more information on his website, Solutions Empowerment. Uh, it's got a great resource and I highly recommend everybody know the basics of law because we have to know our rights so we can reserve our rights. And uh, you know, you can also check out the Choose Freedom Law Summit and the community there. There's a private telegram group where you can you know, feel comfortable and ask your questions and people will help you along with standing up for what is right and what is true because we know what is going on is a certainly uh, unethical. They actually, I just saw a video where in Canada, they fired an ethics pr professor of 20 years with a PhD because she would not ta uh, take medical intervention and she does a video about why that's unethical. And so, you know, it's just absolutely ludicrous what's going on. We have to stand up for what's right. Um, there are positive movements going on around the world. People are standing up and we need to just say no to this tyranny and, um, you know, learn our rights. So this is a very powerful episode. I know that you're going to enjoy it. Um, they are getting me everywhere right now it's incredibly frustrating so if you want to support this show um you can become a member go to mattbelair.com join the membership they have deleted my patreon so if you want to support you can do so by no donation there there are a few different amounts uh they gave me my youtube back and then they now are deleting it obviously again because of what i post but now odyssey is not letting me share so um you have to go directly to my odyssey account and my links are you know in my blogs and they're on my link tree as well to get linked to my odyssey but something's going on with odyssey which 
which is incredibly frustrating. Um, if you and, and you can find me on Rockfin forward slash Matt Belair as well and the Libsyn feed. I know that Spotify is deleting episodes and banning it and things like that. So, you know, you want to get to the direct feeds like the email list and stuff like that. Uh, if you are sending me emails and I don't get back to you, that's also going on. So uh, hit me up, Matt, M-A-T-T, at zenathlete.com, uh, and I will get back to you. And if you're interested and you're like really struggling with what's going on, you want some clarity, you want some community, this is exactly what I designed the Soul Compass for. It is to help you know who you are, to know your life purpose, to let go of all the limiting beliefs and nonsense that you tell yourself, to get crystal clear on who you are and how to um, get in alignment with spirit, God, the creator in the universe, and do something worthy of, of by your own accounts with your life. It's you know the deepest course I could possibly imagine to help people do that, as well as the quantum heart hypnosis experience is designed for that as well. And if you want to go a, a step further and you want to be engaged with a mastermind of like-minded community going through sim similar things, hit me up and, and I'll invite you as a guest to enjoy a client call for the Atomic Alchemy Mastermind Group, where we have like-minded souls and spirits all navigating you know what we have to do within our lives and our responsibilities and being a good human and a good parent and whatever our circumstance may be and then how to contribute to these times toward the solution to move our intent and our energy and our will and our actions towards um, you know something positive as all of this is going on and it's a very empowering space to be so I'd love to see you there and would love to support you so there's many tools to help you on this journey and, and if you're interested in any of them they're all linked up at mattbelair.com or send me an email and I'm happy to give you more information um, also, I think I mentioned the Choose Freedom Law Summit is very helpful for these times. Uh, send this send this thing as far and as wide as you can because the censorship's nuts. Telegram is still working as of now, t.me forward slash Matt Belair. And uh, yeah, if you can leave a review, share, you want to volunteer, anything would help because uh, just getting smashed, like I said, you know, deleting the, the Patreon, right? That's, you know, that was a good source of, um, you know, revenue for the podcast because this is volunteer based and uh yeah, so any, any share would help. So anyway, let's get into this amazing episode. Um, the best way to support the show, as always, is to do three kind acts wherever you are in the world. Oh, thank you to my sponsor, Pure Body uh, Extra, which is an advanced zeolite detox. Mark does go into heavy metal detox here. He's uh, had to go through detox himself. So it is very important and very critical. We detox the heavy metals, and zeolite is one of the best detoxes you can use so if you go to thegoodinside.com forward slash matt b m-a-t-t-b they will give you a bottle for fifty dollars off so it only costs thirteen dollars for my group and my members and i highly suggest using that with a super greens and um you know you're gonna get a lot of very powerful detoxing uh, ingredients in intake into your body if you're if you're not doing anything which I wasn't I wasn't doing any of that so um, it has definitely helped me with clarity and it's also affected my training I have more energy and I'm getting stronger and I'm adding more muscle I don't know how I don't know if it's the only thing but it is weird because I've only weighed 190 pounds you know at, at my peak I was 195 now I weigh 206 um, you know I'm stronger in some exercises than I've ever been and I've only had a limited time to work out and I always do the same thing so I'm not really sure what's going on, but that's the only thing I've changed. So I'd have to say that it at least has, there's some sort of factor to it other than feeling better and getting the metals out of my body, which is incredibly important. So that's it. Uh, let's, let's come into a state of peace and coherence before we dive in. Wherever you are in the world, just stop what you're doing. Take in a deep breath in through your nose. Hold that breath. 
and let it out slowly, filling every cell, muscle, and fiber of your being with peace, joy, empowerment, enthusiasm, faith, courage, and get ready to enjoy this incredible episode with Mark Patelic. Hello and welcome to the Mastermind Body and Spirit Show. I'm your host, Matt Belair. As you know, we are facing insane censorship. If you want to support this show, go to mattbelair.com. Join the membership so you can get uncensored content. Share, but most importantly, consider doing three kind acts wherever you are in the world today. Today's guest needs no introduction. He's been on the show a few times. He is the founder and... I don't know, what is a hive mind of solutions empowerment. Uh, welcome back to the show, my friend, Mark Patelic. Yeah, thank you, Matt. And gee, it's a pleasure being back again and uh, with people of like mind and the synergy between us. And, and also, you know, Canada's there just with Australia with all the uh, escalating uh, circumstances of the lockdown. So, you know, there's a lot of um, similarities uh, with us and we can share a lot of information and strategies uh, between the countries. Yeah, so. like like I said at the beginning, it's been fortunate for us that these globalists seem to want to roll it out in Australia first and then uh, give it to Canada second. And I don't know if you've ever been referred to as the hive mind, but over on Solutions Empowerment, uh, what I love is you have a solution for all the things that are coming down. So it's like they're tested in Australia um, and you can see how effective they are and, and go through those trials and tribulations. And then we have the opportunity in other countries to apply those as well. So you're definitely the tip of the spear and you're, and you're doing a, a lot of great work. I definitely uh, think people should check out the website, you know, the links below, because, you know, you talk about lockdowns and vaccinations and everything like that. So we're going to talk about a lot of different things today. You know, you, you're a historian, you're a scientist, you're all of these different things. But the most pressing thing right now in Canada and in Australia and around the world, it's basically gone on mass where they've said, you know, get the vaccine or get tested every single day or lose your job. And I know that's rolled out there. And I'm curious for, for those watching, what's the solution you've come up for that uh, so, so far? We have many, but my, 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 I rely on the king hit of all, and that is set them up to fail. They're the ones always making the claim. They've got authority. They can do this. They can do that. Set them up to fail with the right set up questions. Just say, well, you claim you've got authority to do this, do you? To tell me to be vaccinated, wear a mask, to do whatever it is, to, to scan the barcodes, whatever it is. So what's the source of your authority? Set them up to fail. They'll always come back to an act. Well, as you know, your viewers are educated. An act doesn't apply to a man or woman, but you can't make that claim. Don't make claims, just say that's an act, isn't it? And they'll say, yes, there's your second witness principle again. They've confirmed that that's the source of their authority. Great. Well, are we in agreement that I'm a man or woman if you're a woman? And they'll, they may say yes straight off the bat. They may say, well, what the hell's that got to do with the price of fish? And you can say, well, I've come to that. But are we in agreement that I'm a man or a woman? Oh, you look like one. Well, thank you. That's not the answer to my question. The answer is yes or no, because I might look like a man or a woman, but you know, you get these rubber dummies that look like humans or men and women, and they're not. So for the third time, let's get it straight. Are we in agreement that I'm a man or a woman? And they'll say, okay, then yes, you are. Fantastic. So we have agreement now. So how does your act apply to a man or a woman? 
And that's where you stump them. That's your biggest defense. Um, there are lots of other statutory defenses, treaty defenses, case law defenses. But at the end of the day, your biggest authority is that you cannot mix jurisdictions. They lose control and authority as soon as they admit that you're a man and that they operate out of an act. There is no act or legislation on earth that applies to a man or a woman. Only persons or citizens or residents. So that's the biggest king hit. Um, other things, you mentioned the Biosecurity Act before. Uh, not here on the podcast, but earlier, because they want, um, they want to test people or they want to have people locked up. Uh, we have a Biosecurity Act in Australia. It's a federal act, but only a um, specific officer can, has the authority to do that, but he relies also on an act. So you can invalidate that. But if they're going to rely on that act, within the same act, and I have sections of it here, section 61, there are certain conditions that must be met before they can enforce their authority. One of them, you must be noticed. There isn't one person, one, one man or woman in Australia that has been noticed by any biosecurity officer. And usually it's the police that, that come and grab you or, or affront you, not a biosecurity officer, but only a biosecurity officer's got the authority under the COVID legislation, you know, the COVID directions and program, because there isn't legislation. It's all a con. Um, some other things, I'll just quickly read and then I'll move on. But uh, the grounds, it mentions the grounds. It, um, there must be a listed human disease. As you know, uh, SARS-CoV-2 has never been isolated. I have three Freedom of Informations confirming it. My friend Robert Lamont in uh, UK out of Pegasus, I just a couple of days ago did another thing. And gee, he's come a long way. In the last 12 months, he has moved forwards. He loves the material and he's very aggressive with it in a, in a peaceful manner. He chases them now, they leave him alone. But he has 20 of these freedom of informations. That's the whole thing. Once you know what the goalposts are, you go after them and they back off. So it's very important you know how to hold your position and he's become very good on that. Um, history of your contact with infected people. There's, it's quite a list. I'm not gonna go through the whole thing, but. All this criteria has to be met before you can be detained, but they're not doing it. They're, they're in breach of their own act. So it's very handy to have in Australia to have this Biosecurity Act in your possession. But just, just recently on the 5th of August, and I'm only bringing this up because it's a very powerful case law for Australia, but you in Canada being a, a member of the Commonwealth, uh, are probably in the same position. So if you've got lawyers who can go under uh, the same criteria, this is um, a, a, an appeal decision through what's called the Administrative Appeals Tribunal, where a South Australian minister took the Australian, um, well, the prime minister, not him personally, but the secretary of the cabinet to the Administrative Appeals Tribunal on the basis that he initially put an application for freedom of information 
to the right departments, the health departments, and they refused the application. So he appealed the decision, went into the federal court in the administrative appeals section, administrative appeals tribunal. The judge ruled, this is an 80 page transcript of the proceeding. The judge ruled that the national cabinet, which is what the Morrison, the current prime minister, the Morrison government created when they came to power a few years ago. And that it is not a committee of the federal cabinet. Well, everything to do with the scandemic has been brought in through the national cabinet. And it is not a part of the federal cabinet. The national cabinet has bypassed all the checks and balances and protections under the Commonwealth of Australia and its federal legislation. Those protections are there to protect the people, but they couldn't bring the scandemic in, you know, under the hest of the world order because we've got our protection. So they've created this illusionary cabinet, which appears like a federal cabinet to bring all this garbage in. So see if uh, you've got some lawyers there that can do the right freedom of information, asking for the causes of the martial law. We've got a case coming in Melbourne, uh, the biggest city in Australia. The uh, lawyers, uh, forgotten his name now, is taking uh, Dirty Dan, uh, should I say Chairman Dan, uh, you know, the Premier of Victoria, he's taken them, oh, the Health Minister, sorry, not the Health Minister. There's too many cases happening. The, the senior health officer for the government, because all the decisions go through that office. So taking him to the Supreme Court on the basis that they need to prove that there's a genuine bona fide martial law scenario, because all this is coming in through martial law, because there's a threat, a perceived threat, external, internal. They're claiming COVID is an internal threat. Well, how can it be a threat until uh, the virus, which doesn't exist, is isolated? And nowhere in the world has it been isolated. So it's not a martial law, it's void from the beginning. So that wipes out the whole program. So they, they, they're taking that action. We have a bar ex-barrister on side with Solutions and Power. He does work with us. He's going into a complete different jurisdiction altogether because Australia's in a situation that there are no Australian courts. There are only foreign courts here, including the High Court, you know, at least since 1908, because we had your, uh, the, sorry, the American White Fleet come into Sydney and take Australia in 1908. It's not public knowledge. But anyway, everything was on ice already then. And then, of course, 1919. That's another story altogether, but the constitution was invalidated already then. So we've got all these, there's so much going on, but it's <laughs> going into an outside jurisdiction where they can make a neutral decision. They have no vested interests. So if they decide that uh, Australia has no legal government, which already has been decided back in 2006, because we had a barrister here in Australia take it to the English courts. And uh, in the appeals court there, the judge 
throughout 14 of the 15 pleadings, oh, my opinion is not, not what the law or the facts state, but the last one that he allowed through was that the Australia, Australia has not had a, um, a proper governor general appointed since 1919. In other words, if you don't have a legitimate governor general, who appoints the incoming government after there's been election? Isn't it the governor general? So what he's saying is there's been no government in Australia since 1919. That's, that's public knowledge. And yet, who the hell's using all this stuff? You know, so we've got another lawyer and um, we're connected with in Sydney and he's doing an action at this time. Uh, it may already be filed. I'm not sure. I'm, I've got to check with him too. But, and that could set another press. I don't know how many precedents we need, but, you know, if we've got three or four precedents, the interesting thing is none of this stuff has ever made mainstream media, you know, but we've already got vitally important decisions. And just no one says anything except in the... There's a lot going on, though, I must say. Yesterday, we had uh, all over, over the country uh, proactive people that, um, you know, we went to either houses of parliament in the states as well as federal and also to municipal um, offices like councils we have over here. And we had a few hundred people appear at our local one. Our, our town is only about 10,000 people, but we had two or 300 people there. Would have been nice to see 50% of the population, but there's a lot of sleepers. But still, we had a lot. But funny thing is we had six police cars constantly circling to, you know, they didn't pester anyone. It was very peaceful. It was just to maybe intimidate the council without saying anything to them, you know, that's, or to a government. You know, when the people are outside almost knocking, you know, they're not happy. So, you know, we want them to know that we're not going away. Um, the truckies have a blockade that started on uh, the 31st. That was yesterday as well. And funny thing is nothing in the media again. So unless I go to the border now, and I'm only about five minutes to one point of the border, if I go the long way around to the Pacific Highway, um, that's the, where the main blockage will be. And, you know, the only way I'll know what's going on is to actually go there myself because it's totally out of the media. They don't want the, the general public to know. That's the level and depth of this scam they're doing to try and condition people into how bad this situation is with the scamdemic. You know, Melbourne's the biggest city in the country. Nice city too. And the centre, it's well organised. It's a beautiful city, but it's empty. It's like a ghost town. It's, it's like a nuclear bomb has hit and there's no one left. It's, it's insane. People are frightened to get out of their houses here. When I go into the town to do my shopping, I'm the only one, or Sonia, my partner, is the only ones, usually without masks, because I'm not going to breathe in toxins that come out of the body. And people look at you. But I, I would think that there's a big percentage that only wear the mask because they're scared. You know, they're, they're frightened. The police will wrestle them to the ground, beat them up. Our police, a lot of them have gone delinquent. Not all of them. There are some good ones, and there's a lot actually that don't like what's going on. You know, there's groups of them, and then they bring it up to their seniors and they take it to government, and suddenly they're out of work or they get reprimanded. 
So it, it really is full swing tyranny over here, but we're not backing off. Now we're cranking up too, and we will stop this because as soon as the population gets to hear about this, we had yesterday at the council an independent reporter with the Australian uh, National Review. And he's already been put on notice if he publishes anything, it, it'll be the end of him, but he's, um, he's not backing off. So there are independent ones that, you know, will crank up with us. There are police that will align with us. There are ministers. We have three or four ministers that have had their piece in parliament all recorded going viral how it's disgusting that you people here and here are playing along with us. Aren't you ashamed? And what about your children's future? And what are the blah, 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 you know? So there are elements right across society that are stepping up now to bring it up. Mark, I, I love it. And, you know, you, you brought up so many fundamental points that I think are, are critical because when you go through some of the stuff you teach on solutions empowerment, you learn that acts and statutes don't, don't apply to a living man or woman. And I was like, what it teaches you how to deal with? Like, that doesn't make any sense, you know, to, from the way I was conditioned to fear police and all these different things. Um, it's important for people to understand these things and what's going on. Like we talked in the beginning about how Australia is a registered corporation on Dun & Bradstreet and how it operates. And this is partly what, what it means to be woken up in the matrix of what reality is, what reality actually is and how this has blanketed everything. It's basically, you think it's one thing, it's probably a total another thing. And, um, you know, but I want to touch on something that's important because it's, it's been going around. And so are you saying that if, if somebody owns a business, cause that's what's happening in Canada, or you're a, a teacher, right? There's a, they did it to teachers. And, and even if you work for the government, they're saying, take this thing, or we're going to fire you. That's where people are afraid. They don't want to get fired. They don't want to lose their job. So if you have that understanding, if they fire you, it's a wrongful dismissal. Once you know those, um, once you know the acts and how it works, or do you just give them a notice of liability for your employer? Like, do they have any extra power because they're employer? They can say, I'm your employer. So you have to do this. That's where I, I, I feel like you don't have to, but what happens is people get coerced into it. So they go, yeah. I'm going to quit. I'm going to do this rather than do the research and have the understanding and stand up. And I think that's what we need. So some people say it's a conditional exempted. Some say it's a notice of liability. Some say yeah. uh, just no. Uh, what would be your thing if you were a teacher or, or someone in a public uh, place like cop or something exactly. like that? All of the above, all of the above. You, you give them with every arrow you've got in your arsenal and you can do it in a friendly way. People back off as soon as they realize, you know, your staff, that happens all the time. I see it. You know, I teach people and they come back. It works. You know, um, the biggest fear at the moment in this country is our children getting vaccinated behind our backs. 24,000 children were a couple of weeks ago rounded up by school bus and taken to a facility for vaccination. Three died on the spot and one, to my knowledge, is still in coma. They may have come out, they might have died, I don't know. There might have been more deaths now, I don't know. But three died on the spot and it was in front of video footage. That's dangerous precedent. They must have big kahunas because if that goes wide and everyone knows it's killing people, no one will take the vaccination. They're insane doing that. But anyway, we're doing a, a podcast tonight for our Solutions Empowerment just on how to not have the children vaccinate. That's a biggie. But with business, we did one already there. So there, there are about 50 pre-recorded 
webinars or you know they're recorded live when we were doing them but they're there for those members who are looking for solutions that's why we're solutions empowerment well that's why but i called you the, the hive mind i should have said the mastermind but that's what like like in there each you have each um issue that people are dealing with and you do have one for businesses so um mm. i'll get you to explain a little bit here but i definitely recommend people go check that out because there's solutions that work and you're totally right people are so conditioned to obey that if you just have a little bit of knowledge, you don't need to know everything. You give them a notice of liability that is printed out for you. You give them a conditional acceptance. Then all yeah. of a sudden, everyone I know that's pushed back has been successful. The worst thing that I've, that's happened so far is they did a buyout of someone I know. And it was, well, it was my aunt. Because <laughs> she's like, I'm not doing this. And she's like, well, I'm not going to wear the mask at work. So she kept pushing back and they said, you have to. So they're, they're giving her a very special uh, buyout. So she's like, okay, cool. That's fine. And what happens when you do it with masses of people? And there's you know, all these different companies, I'm seeing stories of people saying, all right, well, we're going to quit. Well, then the business won't do it because how are they going to stay in business? So, you know, a little bit of spine and a little bit of knowledge is going to go a long way. Well, all employees really need to do is say, I don't consent. But if they take a copy of the Federal Biosecurity Act, and you'll have something similar, it says it's a five-year jailable offence to try to coerce someone to have a vaccination just to, for employment purposes. Maybe you show that in your employer's face, they go, oh, oh no, I don't fancy really living in jail. The bread's a bit dry. You know, you just have to show the right stuff. But when you have a job, when you take on a job as an employee, there are usually terms and conditions. It's a contract. And it, under contract principles, you must have full disclosure and transparency. So if it didn't express in those original agreement or contract that you are compelled to take a COVID vaccination, then you can't be forced unilaterally, that means by one party, to accept an offer. Because, and this is why we teach foundational principles. There are only three areas of law, they call law jurisprudence. One of them's not law anyway, it's only colour of law. That's legislation, colour of law. It's a nothing. It applies to creatures of statute. The other one is the rules of the common law, which is still under slavery because that's under the feudal system. And then there's rules of equity. Equity is a part of contract and agreement. And there's legislation, federal legislation in all countries that says that to the extent of any controversy between before this act, which is usually the uh, Judicature Act, you just looked it up in Canada, um, before this act, uh, between the rules of equity and the rules of the common law, the rules of equity prevails. So there is clearly one jurisdiction that is superior to the other two. They don't even mention legislation because it's not a law. It's only colour of law. So I don't, I don't worry about legislation. When someone affronts me, I said, look, you've already agreed I'm a man and that's an act and that doesn't apply to men and women. So look, let's not bring that up again. So am I now free to go? Simple as that. But coming back to the employee, all, he has to, all you have to say is, look, I don't consent that and I don't believe that uh, a unilateral offer can be enforced. Bang, it's finished. You know, it has to be by agreement. And if you don't accept the offer, well, they can't force it. And if he says, oh, look, I'll have to let you go then. 
Well, look, that's your decision, but that is discrimination. There's plenty of case law on it. So you look, you're going to be up for a big, you know, a big um, uh, uh, award for damages because, you know, I plan to work for another 20 years. And, and if you add up the amount over 20 years, it's, it's a big award. So I'd rather just work here and do my best for you and be a good employee. But by the way, if you have a look at this, you know, you're facing a five-year jail term as well. Oh, look, just don't tell anyone and, you know, go about your business and, you know. <laughs> it, it works. And same with businesses. Actually, we, I think, have on the website someone who's using our vocabulary in, in London who stopped the police several times trying to wind him up, his business up. He just said, you're trespassing. You know, what are you, what are you relying on? And I don't consent and all the right stuff. It's really simple once you know. Just stick to your subject matter, not theirs. Oh, I've got this here. Yeah, look, let's not worry about that. What I've got is over here. And this is stronger than that. So don't bring that up anymore. You know, we are in agreement I'm a man, aren't we? Oh, well, you look like, no, 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 that's not the answer. No, don't bring that up again. Because, you know, my dummy over there looks like a person or, or a human too. And I'm not a human, am I? Because she's a monster. Am I not a man or a woman? Just keep coming back. These are the foundational principles. And there's not too many of them. So it hopefully sinks in. So we're in agreement on a man. And what's your source of authority? Oh, it's this uh, police powers and responsibility. That's an act, isn't it? Yeah, that's right. It's an act. Yeah. And that's how, that gives us authority and it applies to everyone. Well, firstly, it's an act. So how does that apply to a man or a woman? Oh, it applies to everyone. Really? Do you see my property, my name in the word everyone? Because I don't. And be careful because I'm feeling threatened and that's already an assault. And you're breaching my peace. That's another offence. And uh, you're trespassing my property. That's another offence. And if you detain me, that's another offence. It's a false arrest. There's four federal offences. They're all jailable offences. So you just rattle it off. Anyway, the guy did it and they just didn't come back in the end because he held his position. Right. People and so, can. you know, with, the, with this foundational stuff, it, you know, for new people, it's a little bit unbelievable, right? Because what's actually happening is it's a whole deceptive system to get you to consent to whatever their nonsense, their acts and statutes and whatever they want you to do. So you if you're a, a teacher or you're a business owner, they say you have to get vaccinated or mm -hmm. tested three times a week. The reason why you would put a notice of not consent is because now you have paperwork that you have people witness. So that way they say, okay, well now you're fired and say, okay, great. Well then now you can go to whatever court or something yeah. and say, look, I was wrongfully dismissed. Here is the paper trail. They were noticed. Right. And, and as far as the actual law goes, the difference between right and wrong, you're in the right. And that's why yes. they'll back down immediately because you can see how incredibly obedient people are with a little bit of fear. The only way that this works. The only reason it's gotten so far is because people are afraid. And it's this, it's like the Wizard of Oz, right? It's this big illusionary thing that's so terrifying. They're going to take your job. They're going to throw you in jail. And then you figure it out and you realize it's a little old man that has no power whatsoever. And so it's an illusion. Yeah. Yeah. But you brought up, a, um, well, a few things actually, but serving them. Do it in a very polite, diplomatic manner. 
Look, I think before you ask me to do that, I think you should read this because there are repercussions and you might not be aware of the repercussion. You might not be aware that it's not mandatory to be vaccinated or to wear a mask. So I'm just letting you know and, you know, make your decision afterwards. But there is a liability. And make sure you've got the relevant sections of acts that you can rely on just for support. But I rely heavily. Well, I, I, I'm never affronted. If I am in the streets, look, when I go shopping, they always tell me, oh, you've got a scan. I, I just walk past. I ignore it. Or occasionally I say, no, that's for persons. And then I just keep walking. Yeah. <laughs> or I just, just say, look, you know, if you're at trying to coerce me, you do realise there's a five-year jail term. It's in the... Uh, Sonia carries that I don't. Um, but I say it's in the Biosecurity Act. It's a federal act. It's a five-year jail term for any coercer to have uh, scan that or to dem demand, oh, you haven't got a mask on. Well, I have a medical exemption. Oh, and that, that works every time. You know, we have tremendous power, but you just got to know the loopholes. Yeah, and I saw even uh, in the UK a short video where they're rolling out the COVID passport, but in their government website, it shows exemptions even for that passport. So yeah. that's an interesting one where they're trying to roll out. You're kind of afraid of it. Then you start to read it. You pick it apart because nobody ever reads this stuff. You know, we don't want yeah. to. So you go read it. You understand that it doesn't apply to you. And then all that's going to happen, whether like your employer is most likely going to back off if you do the right thing. Um, and then if you need to, you know, sue them or take them to court or whatever, you're going to be, you're going to have the law on your side and you'll figure that out too. It's literally, you'll, un the process will unfold if you know you're doing the right thing. And the reason why this is continuing on is because people think that other people can tell them what to do with their body, which is obviously clearly a violation from everything that's right. And our rights are inalienable under God. And you said one other thing I think is important rules of equity prevail, meaning they're giving you an offer. And that's one thing that I've learned through doing the law summit and, um, you know, learning from you and the other guests, right? Everything is like a commercial offer. So you have to remain in honor. You say, oh, thank you for this offer uh, to get this vaccine and test it every day. Uh, no, thank you. So I'm not consenting to this. Um, and, you know, if you let me go for that, that's totally illegal. And I can sue you for that. So we don't want to get there. So I'm just going to decline this offer. Look, I'm, I'm prepared to accept the vaccination or put on a mask, but just sign this notice of liability, accepting the liability for any harm or illness or disease or incapacity or death that occurs to me as a result of it. Oh, I ain't doing it. Oh, thanks. Well, obviously, I don't have to do it then. So there is a liability, is there? Well, you want to harm me? No, thank you. But I was going to say, this is a little... Nice one. It's a three-minute clip. There's the link to our Prime Minister where he's saying that we can never make jabs mandatory. He actually says that. So you just take this to your employer. <laughs> Bingo. Yeah, it's all out there. And what about, oh, yeah. what about with the testing? It's the same thing, right? Like with the testing, you do a notice of non-consent and a notice of liability, and you don't need to be a law wizard for it. It's, just, it's basic, you know, understanding of you. So first come from the idea that you're free and you have rights under God. Nobody can tell you what to do. So even if you don't know how to do a notice of liability, could you just write on a piece of paper saying, hey, you know, I just want you to sign this, that all these things is safe and secure. And if you can take liability, 
then I'll take it. And no, and that's how this is. Everybody's passing the buck to everybody else. The business Nobody is wants liability. Yeah, the police don't want to enforce it. So the government is doing this all through this deceptive hidden hand. And Mark Passio has this great quote that I bring up all the time. And he says, uh, order followers keep the system of slavery in place. When you know something is wrong, do not do it. And also when you know something is wrong, do not comply. And it's all this compliance and obedience is why we're here right now. So we have to take responsibility and accountability for ourselves, for what's going on, um, to educate ourselves. Because once you're educated, you remove the fear. You know, I was tell I was, I remember doing a, uh, Instagram live. And I just walked into a store without a mask. And I was like, see, it's not that hard. Right. And my buddy in California was like, we're having a chat and he thought that was crazy. And he's like, I was like, yeah, a hundred cops could show up. It wouldn't, wouldn't matter to me. And he's like, well, if that's true, that's wild, but all they can do is arrest me. And then they'll let me go because I haven't done anything wrong. wrong. I haven't broken the law because the next step is going to a judge who wants to enforce that. But again, if you know what you're doing and you know the difference between right and wrong, you're going to get out of that. And even if you play it all the way through, it's a fine. It's a little bit of money, but you're not even going to get there because they've been throwing out all the tickets anyway because they're illegal on their ground. They're unlawful. It's It goes against every you know, human right. Yeah. The thing is, the system is so powerful because they control all the media. And for that reason, most people won't ever experience the options of saying no or doing a conditional acceptance. You know, the majority will keep the slave system going, but that's where people like you are so valuable because you have a database that come to you and you're educating them and people like Robert and Mike and Brad and others around, they've got big databases and social media can counter it. It may only go so far, but it's waking the world up. So very, very useful tools. And that's the reason that I also come on to some of these shows now, because we can give them the underlying uh, principles. And when people get it, it's not difficult. Once they get it, they're free. You'll be free. You know, your followers will be free because they just have to apply it. We have um, a, a section at the top of the website, even for non-members, it's called freebies. There are a lot of template documents there. You can just download freely quite a number of different notices of liability, for instance. So if you're worried about something, just go there and just download it and then use it. They are in Word doc format. So they, that where they've got name, of course, you put your name in. So you have to populate your information onto them. But, you know, you can edit them too if you want to. But they're templates. So, you know, the, the crux of the information is already there for you. You don't have to think too hard. Now, it's good, good when you do think, you know, we encourage people to use this thing because that's where we got into trouble in the first place over the last 50 years. Our forerunners have, haven't used this as much as they should have. And now we've borne the brunt of it. Now we've got the slave system. We've got to push it back or step aside and kick it in its ass on the way past over the cliff. That's an easier way of dealing with them. It takes less energy and, you know, you can kick as many times as you like, but when you're using force, you're actually giving them more force. They got a lot more power than we have, but sidestep and bang over the cliff. That's when, when I say that that's when you transition from the public realm where you're slave into the private realm where they can't do anything to you. Though some say, yeah, Mark, but what about martial law? All, all rules and laws go out the window. Yes and no. 
in a, in a true martial law scenario, when there is an external or internal threat, then yes, for the, for the safety of the community. But when there is no bona fide genuine um, threat, like this scamdemic, it's never been isolated, so how can it be a threat? And what are we taking vaccines for when there's no threat? And when the ministers have all said, oh, if you've had a vaccine, it doesn't prevent you getting COVID. So what the hell are we taking the vaccine for? And when you know that it's 100% fatal, some get die instantly, others in a few weeks, some in a few months, but ultimately they reckon that everyone will be dead in about three years, whoever has the vaccine. Why would you do that? <laughs> you know, we've got an immune system. You brought up a really important point earlier that um, often we're coerced or misled into compliance. And the, the trickery is that they say, well, you know, you, you live in Canada, you're a citizen of Canada, aren't you? And people go, well, yeah. Well, you've now agreed. The offer was that you live, you're, you're a Canadian, you live in Canada, which is a corporation, you're a citizen of Can, uh, Canada, and the respondent, that's you, answered with a positive. Yes, I do. I am a citizen of Canada. Well, a citizen is a um, corporation being dead, and therefore you're subject to their legislation. Now you're stuck, unless you apologise. Oh, look, I didn't realise what I was saying. Apo an apology resets the dishonour in the private and the commercial default in the public. Um, examples were, it's, they're all based on scripture. I have to think of the one that I used to use anyway. So you can reset the uh, commercial default, but the answer that how you respond is a citizen of Canada. Do you have the evidence? Uh, 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 uh. Well, where do you live then? Well, outside of Canada. Don't tell them where, because they'll think you're crazy. Like you live in your body, don't you? Because we're made up of a soul and spirit. Anyway, don't tell them that. They'll think you're a fruit loop. Just say <laughs> outside of Canada. You live outside the corporation, right? Oh, well, here in Canada, you've got to do this. But if you're not Canadian, well, you know, see you later. So, you know, that's how they trick you. They get you to accept an offer to your detriment. Just don't do it. Just say, well, do you have the evidence? Judge said to me, well, you can do that. You're human. I went, what? I said, do you have the evidence for that, sir? And his jaw hit the deck. He knew that I knew what human was, which is a monster. You're, I probably am to some people. Another one said, oh, you can do that. You have, you have rights. Well, that's what nice. it is in, in Black's Law Dictionary, right? Uh, the definition yeah. of human is monster. Is that, is that yeah. correct? Yeah, yeah, and that's what people don't understand that these have these people have their own system, like in their dictionary, right? That, that's a Luciferian system. They take the yeah. same thing and they mirror it. That's why it's upside down world right now. You know, truth yeah. is a lie. Uh, you know, people are afraid of something that doesn't exist. It's just words are entrapment. Pardon? Words can be entrapment. Yeah, exactly. Right. Human. You're a human. Most people say, well, yeah. Boom, gone. Because that's a legal fiction, because you're not a monster. Anyway, things like even International Declaration of Human Rights, you know, Universal Declaration of Human Rights, everyone thinks that that's 
that's there for, well, it is there for your protection, but, you know, it's there um, that you can use for yourself. Well, if you claim to be a human, then, you know, there are limitations to that too. But what you can say, like I had a judge say, oh, you're using legislation. I said, uh, no, you're using legislation. That makes you um, a person, doesn't it? And I said, well, Your Honour, I don't recall using it for my purposes, but to actually restrict my adversary over here. And that shut him up because you can use the legislation against them because who is bound by legislation? Only creatures of statute. In other words, someone who is an employee or an agent of government, like you have the Commonwealth of Canada. If you're a citizen or a resident, you are an employee or an agent of the Commonwealth of Canada. So all the national and, and regional and provincial legislation applies to you. But if you said I'm a Canadian national and that I'm not um, a citizen of Canada, then all that legislation goes out the window. And do you just need to state that? Because there's a whole thing with the, you know, the correcting your status. The U.S. has the state national or, yeah, the state national seems to keep out of their jurisdiction because <clears throat> yeah. it seems like they're just fishing, right? And what you're trying to do is stay out of their jurisdiction and you don't want them fishing for you. And, and so, like yeah. and, and, and somebody with, without your knowledge isn't going to know when they consented. And they're like, oh, shoot, they're you know, gone. I need to. Their job is to rope you and pull you into their jurisdiction where they can beat you in the head. Your job is to stay out of their jurisdiction and to stay in your jurisdiction where you're safe. So, you know, it's always going to be a mental and spiritual war. It always was. But if you're mentally strong and you know who you are, they're not going to get you. They can't. They're not allowed to. Because if you're a, you know, I don't like using the word child anymore, but in, in John, it says child of God. You know, we're all, uh, you know, the children of the creator. But I like using offspring because that's not a copyright word. So, you know, we have a, well, you get to choose who your master is. And my master is the creator. So that means that the adversary, that's what the Old Testament talks about, you know, the fallen angel with their third of the angels, the adversary has no authority over you. And if they try to and they cause you damage, they, that, that has repercussions on them. They're not allowed to do that. And the public system knows it. Not necessarily all the employees and officers, but the hierarchy do. They know. So you just stick to the right master and you get to choose it. So you know what I know, you know what I'm talking about. Oh yeah, yeah, you know? yeah. And so it could be, you know, the, you can either, well, it's like you can't serve two masters, so you can't serve God or the creator yes. and you're the government, right? Cause the government yeah. is basically, Matthew, go ahead. Matthew 6, 24. Yeah. Or, or the even mammon, right? Yeah. Hmm. Mammon or money. Right. And so it's, you know, people are worried about losing their jobs and things like that. Um, you know, and all you're saying is such a simple thing. And people are so terrified, whether you're a nurse or a, uh, a teacher, or they say, hey, we're going to shut down your business if you don't get a vaccine. Same thing. Uh, who's giving you the offer? 
say no, and it's not going to hold up anywhere because you have to um, agree to it. Then in that time frame of them trying to pull you into their system, you'll find the actual legislation that proves that they cannot do that. So they're relying on your ignorance and your fear to make that decision. And so many people have got it for travel and all these different things. So it's such a simple system um, and understanding, and it is the truth. And that's why you know I want to do a hardcore shift here and get your uh, perspective on some things and, and feel free to comment on that before I do. But, uh, you know, I'm curious your thoughts on where you think things are going. Some people think it's the great awakening. Some people think, you know, the Q stuff. Some people think we're all doomed martial law, which is terrible. And, uh, you know, and, and I'm also curious your thoughts on uh, history because you're one of, you know, I, I trained with a Native American elder and he would talk about star people and other nations. I had Gerald Clark on who talked about the Anunnaki and the Sumerian tablets and things like mm -hmm. that. And I've been to Egypt and I've explored human history as deeper than most and it's, it's very confusing and very interesting and you hear all these different theories but when you see these ancient buildings in e egypt and you know about the sumerian tablets and you hear about these you know extraterrestrials then you go into the flat earth rabbit hole and that's in the bible too and then they say maybe it's extra terra behind the earth wall and i was like oh that kind of uh, the ice wall is like that kind of actually makes sense um and one of the things that i liked about the flat earth one was uh you know if it was a dome and nobody could get out and that's what the that's what my friend david lombear who's a Mi'kmaq, said he said nobody can get out he said they can't get out either nobody mm. can get past the firmament no one that's he didn't right. use firmament but he used something else he said not, he's like the ETs and the other people we call them star travelers. Like they can't get out either, but they're trying to figure it out. So I thought that that was a really fascinating thing. And you're the only other one who, who phrased it like he had phrased it to me. And then the Mayan elder phrased it similarly. So I would just be curious if you want to. Well, first thing is, yeah, go ahead. I will say I'm not an expert. I'm okay. a bit of a general all rounder because it's such a huge scope that you know, you, you can spend a lifetime down one road and, and leave all the rest behind. I'd rather be general and get something from everything and not go to the nth degree rent down the rabbit warren because once I know, I know. Then it's okay. And then I can find out other stuff. The other thing is um, that dome, um, the scriptures talk about it. And beyond the dome is simply water. I'll come back to that. But if you want a reference... Just jot down the author, Jonathan Gray, G-R-A-Y. He has a whole series of terrific books and he's, a very, he's very strong on faith, but he toured the world for many years and couldn't piece what happened in the past together on his own. But everywhere he went, he met experts in different fields. So he invited them into a French uh, hotel for a week the whole group that he uh, connected with, this was in 1985. And at the end of the week, including the police forensic um, um, inspector, became a man of strong faith. He was an atheist before then. But between them all, they nutted out what actually happened. And that came out in a book called Dead Man's Secrets or Dead Men's Secrets. It's out. I've got to get it back again from someone else, actually. But I started one evening, it's 400 pages, and um, I finished it in the morning. I didn't go to bed because every page had so much factual information and lots of photos. They toured the world and then realized that two thirds of the earth 
is water as we know. But before Noah's flood, it was one third water and two thirds earth. Now, of the earth, there's two thirds that is sedimentary rock. In other words, it's been shifted under tremendous pressures by flood water. And all over the world are in the sedimentary rocks. They have all these people had found ancient uh, items of high technology, like a computer, for instance, that was 4,000 years old. Um, uh, scalp, you know, uh, medical tools, which we don't even make now because the metal is so hard and refined and fine that we aren't yet able to duplicate it. They couldn't make sense of it all. And anyway, that book for me was, was a, just unbelievable. And then because of it, I, down, I bought two others from his website, one called um, The Ark of the Covenant, you know, the weaponized system, which stood on the top of Cheops until Moses nicked off with it, with two million uh, Jews, and, you know, went through um, the Red Sea, and they know exactly where it went, because the chariots fell off the sides of that narrow path when the waters were separated. Anyway, they know exactly where the Messiah was in his early years, as well as where he died in India. It's all in that book, the Ark of the Covenant goes into man's history. And again, it's this one's 600 pages, but I read it one day. I couldn't put it down. My work just went, took a back step because it was fascinating reading and how they found the Ark of the Covenant. It's a miracle. And the fact is that, that where the Messiah was crucified, it was 20 foot thick rock underneath, but it was recorded in the Bible that, you know, there was darkness for, I think, three hours and there was a lightning and it shook the whole earth and it cracked the point where the tree went into the ground, which he was nailed to, there was a crack. And when they found the Ark of the Covenant underneath Jerusalem, there was a crack in the wall above it. And that was straight up where he was crucified. And the mercy seat, that the stone at the top of the ark was cracked as well. It was four-inch thick concrete uh, rock. And uh, on the mercy seat, he found this dried blood. Well, the pathologist, who was the one who found it, he was ordained to find it. Uh, he took it to his hospital in America and found it had one Y chromosome and uh, what is it, 23 that humans have, uh, X. And they said it's a medical miracle. It confirms uh, a, uh, what, do you, what do you call it? Uh, a spiritual father. But they would have ridiculed it, except that something like that happened a few years earlier. It's the only recorded case where someone changed gender um, I think it was after they were born or maybe while it was still in the womb. They had it assessed and it was a female and it ended up being a male. And it was a medical, it was recorded as a medical. It's all in this book. It's a fascinating read. And then there was another one, The Killing of Paradise Planet. So he's got another recent one. I haven't bought it yet. I've got to get that too. But this guy's done research all over the earth and I don't have time for that. But, you know, let the experts do it. I can read it though, 
makes sense. But he says that the earth is a 6,000 year, no, sorry, the history is 6,000 years. The earth could be older, doesn't argue that. Um, as for you were saying, well, you know, what about the future? And then we'll come to remedies, but. Yeah, that's what I wanted to kind of get your, your two cents on that because we, you know, I've heard of a lot of different theories and we've kind of spoken in private about a few things that are out there and, and these mm -hmm. different stories. And I think it's important to know the truth of our history. And it's really hard to know for sure. You know, you're looking at the best evidence that you have. And when you understand and you start unpacking one thing, you realize yep. that everything is a lie. And if you get better evidence, that's all I do. I just go to the better evidence, right? Like I really, after all this research, 500 podcasts, um, you know, 25 countries interviewing experts from around the world, you could tell me, you know, tomorrow, you know, that the earth is on a flying turtle, but then you show me better evidence and be like, holy crap, we're on a flying turtle like that. That is wild. Um, you know, like a turtle Island from the native Americans, even though it doesn't really mean that. Um, but then you got the Sanskrit stuff and things like that. So the idea is that if we can get closer to the truth of our history, because our history was um, changed, right? Written, written by the winners and get being closer to the life, truth. Yeah. yeah, it's being changed. Exactly. It's being changed right now. If, if this were to succeed, they'd say COVID was this crazy pandemic. And we all know that that is not true. And so you extrapolate that over years of history with them trying to hide technology, hide the truth. It disconnects us from who we truly are and then what is happening now and where we're going and how we navigate these times. And so that's why I wanted to ask that question. And I'd love to hear, you know, how you feel about moving forward. There's a lot of fear in the air. Some people are optimistic and feel like we've won this. Um, you know, I like the idea. And I think it was one of your emails. Somebody talked about the story of Noah's Ark. And well, in that story, God wiped out the wicked and unfortunately the ignorant. And that's why I, right now I kind of feel like there's, I hope there's a remedy for that because there's so many good people that have taken this thing, which could potentially be the mark of the beast. It's, it's not good. If you look into this, it it's not, it's not good. Yeah. That you've taken it uh, at all. So I would hope that there's going to be some sort of remedy in a spiritual realm for that, because uh, it's just really challenging times, right? And we're all bracing ourselves to see what this winter will look like, what this next year is going to unfold, and how do we remain in honor and in spiritual connection and, uh, you know, be helpful, right, and build a better world. Well, just in that last minute summation, there's probably about 50 tangents we could go on. And, you <laughs> you know, make, how do we wrap make, all this yeah, up into one choice. direction? <laughs> <laughs> <clears throat> spiritual solution i'm not sure i think really even those who are vaccinated need to get good with the creator but the vaccination is designed to remove the god factor from your body that has been scientifically genetically proven because in our dna there are codes which um, speak that uh, there are messages from the creator telling us that he loves us and there are other things in there this has been um, like th this was identified already years ago. So we have a connection with the creator, but we can choose to follow the creator or not follow. We have free choice. But the because people are starting to resonate with the creator again, not necessarily through a church, they're getting connected spiritually, which is more important because the scriptures don't say go to your church. It says read the book and become convicted. You know, we can sow seeds, but we can't brainwash people. Let the spirit convict the people. 
So we, our job is to sow the seeds. But uh, as a spiritual remedy, I don't think there is one with COVID. Once you've got the vaccination, unless you get it out, the God factor, it takes time, but it will be removed and you will become a cyborg. They know that already. Rudolf Steiner talked about that, right? He has this quote and he said, they're going to formulate a vaccine. And this is <laughs> in the early 1900s. That's going to yeah. drive the spirit out of all man. And so how yeah. would he know that in the 1900s? And you've got uh, Dr. John Coleman in yeah. 1990. This is on my Odyssey. You can watch this talking about them manufacturing that. So that's a, that's a pretty scary thought my hope is that if you if you do wake up which a lot of people who are taking it are not there's going to be some sort of remedy because the creator is the ultimate power that spiritual force is beyond anything physical in this realm so maybe that's your last opportunity to um i don't know there don't are know repent i hate that but like say whoops you know <laughs> i made a terrible yeah. error there are some physical remedies there are now processes which can remove much of what was in the vaccine, but you'd have to do it very early on within months of being vaccinated because the thing is like a hyperbola curve. The longer you leave it, the astronomically worse it gets. So if you can get it within apparently the first couple of months, there are different protocols that you can do to chelate things out. There's things that can draw even the heavy metals out, but it's got to be done quickly. Otherwise, it, it's your history. And I'm not trying to scare anyone, but, you know, if you've had a vax, well, do something about it, you know, because you're on borrowed time. Um, what, you are mentioned you, about what, what are your best what are your best protocols? I've heard stinging nettle tea. Um, I've got this advanced zeolite from a company that's supposed to be pretty good. And then I've also no, heard those quartz. Yeah, the only zeolite you can use is a, that liquid form. There's one, uh, it's number eight. I've got it here. But I work with a, a dentist who only specializes in mercury poison people, victims. I've been three times poisoned and he's never seen a, third, a person survive three. Very few survive two. And it's a hundred times worse the second time than the first time. I don't know about three because there are no survivors of three, but I'm lucky because, well, lucky, you know, I, I, I had a background education in nutrition with agricultural science. So when I realized what I'd done to myself by doing a mucoid plaque cleanse, which releases all the heavy metals back out of your gut again into your system, that I didn't know. I lost seven and a half kilos in one month. I was wafer thin, should have had MS and then should have died not long after. But I went into a heavy protocol of nutrients plus detox. And I'm still here today, two years later, and nearly recovered. So you can recover, but if you don't know what to you can't get help from the medical profession. They'll give you drugs and you're dead in a few months. That's not a solution. Solution is treat the cause. But same with the vax, treat the cause. Get it out of the system again. Um, but you mentioned some things. There are, there are, that's some of them. Uh, I've actually got the remedies. I've saved them. I, I don't always get to read everything I save. I, I get that. I get flooded with information every day seven days a week and what i don't read i just say and that takes time up every day too just saving information but we're going to put all all the um the protocols and there are several protocols to remove the poisons from the vaccine out of the body and we'll put them on the website as well um they'll go up on the freebie section too so just give us some time 
and we'll get it up there so people can download uh, those protocols as well. But you mentioned about Rudolf Steiner, interesting character. I think he changed direction in his life and was apologetic for what he'd done earlier in his life because he was a highest level Freemason. And he was the reason single-handedly that um, caused the loss of the First World War for Germany. Germany went in there to smash the um, Rothschild's empire once and for all. And they just about had done it. England already capitulated in 1916. And one uh, German general who was advancing very rapidly through France was ordered by Steiner to stop. And he didn't want to stop. He's a general. He has orders to win the war. And Steiner said, you stop, you're finished. And he stopped. That decision cost enabled Rothschilds to still rule the earth. And Hitler tried as well the second time round because he fought in the First World War, got injured twice, got shot, went to hospital, told never go back because you'll be crippled. He went back in 1918 and he got poison, chemical poisoning, and he survived it because he was fiercely loyal to a free democratic Germany. Sadly, it's not the story you're going to hear from the West, though, because he nearly knocked Rothschilds out. So he's got to be vilified. You know, yet you know, that's another story altogether. That Steiner did create the school. That was a good thing. But I think later on in life, he was very, uh, he changed his mindset, I would say. He realized that the world would collapse using the masonry system under the Masons. So well, that, anyway, that's, that's a whole, yeah, that's a that's a whole can of worms there because uh, you know history is written by the winners, and as I've you know looked into history for everything, I thought it always turned out to be the opposite of of what I thought. And right now, I'm watching history be erased and saying, you know, I'm being vilified. I'm the de- I'm are, you know. There are four people on Earth that are collecting books that governments are destroying or throwing out, shredding, burning, or sending to third world countries, and those countries use them for firewood. Those books are all the historical books. How I know that is because I met up with a fellow here in Australia a few years ago. He's one of the four. He has a 12,000 acre property in elevation from 600 meters to 1,000 meters high. Um, And he's building an enormous shed concreted in and he's got the biggest privately owned library in Australia of 18 million books and they're all books he picks them up by the truckload for nothing apart from the conveying costs of transportation because the universities um, every now and again they throw out maybe a hundred thousand or five hundred thousand books because they're ordered to because it costs them space to house the books and the governments are downsizing everything. And so the, the first books to go are always the historical ones. So he wants to record humanity's uh, history for posterity, because if there's another calamity, which looks like it's coming, then he wants to secure the history for mankind. There's other people in America and I think in Asia as well, another one. So, you know, these people are trying to protect our history from governments who are destroying it. 
And right. That's another thing. But our future, well, <laughs> how long have we got? Because it, <laughs> if you really want to know in a concise format, read the book of Revelation, the last book of the Bible. Um, a lot of things are through, um, how should I say, colorable language. So you've got to read between the lines, but it tells you what we, we will and are going through. But, um, you know, I don't want to create panic because if you're strong with, with your creator, then, you know, you have protection. Even if the body doesn't, and I believe it does, but even if it didn't, you have eternal life through your spirit. This um, presence, 3D here on earth, is a transition. We have a far better future to go to. But those who don't have faith, their memory, their spirit is simply extinguished. There's no such thing as this blasted hellfire for eternity that's a catholic um, doctrine it was never there with the messiah um, it talks about that in the new testament that uh, you're just extinguished and that's a good thing because who wants to be tortured for eternity do you think that that's a merciful god i don't use the word god anyway because god means adversary they're very clever they've infiltrated everything learned that from a linguist who understood the alphabet, the Hebrew alphabet, as well as the English alphabet. There's only five letters different. The Hebrew doesn't have um, vowels. And he knew what individual letters meant. He also knew what combinations of letters went. And sadly, he passed away. And I didn't get to spend a week with him. He wanted to teach me the, the language and how to construct it. But man, I need three, four lifetimes just to absorb what's going on. It's just too much information. Yeah, and, and every indigenous teacher that I have been with uh, and learned from, they they say creator and they don't say God. Uh, I like the idea that, you know, all of us know that we're going to pass. We're going to die. That's that's part of being body human. Does. But, pardon? Body dies. The body dies. Yeah, yeah. But, you know, you can, you know, I've been saying recently that's kind of come clear. It's like they can poison your food and water, and they do, and they can poison your mind. And they do, but you, through your own free will, are the only person that can poison your soul. And maybe yep. that's the test here, is to yep. keep your soul intact because your your infinite life is not promised here in a body. We all know that. So if you're trying to preserve your life while selling your soul, maybe mm. that's the test, right? Maybe yep. you get to try the test again. But this seems like a very final test, you know, for what's going on here. And I wanted to ask, you know, because. I know you're not a, a religious person, um, you know, you're a spiritual person. And when we did the law summit, what I was surprised at is how spiritual it was. And most, uh, if not all of the presenters said the 1611 King James Bible is the contract on the planet. Now I'm curious with all your research in law and otherwise, and, you know, not coming from, cause religion's done a lot of harm on the planet and a lot of stuff is distorted. So there's so much resistance to that book. Why have you come to understand that that's the book? And then this one we should, which we listen to and not any uh, other books, like, or this <laughs> the Bhagavad Gita or Quran or other ones, did they have truth in them as well? How come that one to you is like, you know what, this, this is written and this is, this needs to be here. And this is an important book. Well, and the then, New Testament in particular is a book about how to address commerce. 
the Messiah showed us how to address offers from people and, and many times, but it's not taught that way through any formal church. They can't. They're registered, which means that the real information is suppressed because the opposition control all the churches and the thinking that goes through the churches. But before even that, um, there was uh, the English broke away from the um, Vatican. Con the Vatican had control of the earth and the English broke away and therefore they created their own church, Church of England, and they needed their own book. So that, that was then, you know, the King James. There was an, an early edition that they got most, uh, you know, a single edition they got most of the information from, but, you know, Shakespeare um, was known to have um, uh, done the draft for the King James. Um, so that book is, is unique in that sense that it was separate from the Vatican, but it was uh, intentional that the New Testament was to teach people how to negotiate commerce. And the other, and the, the most important fact is, is that the Messiah is recorded as saying that he is the way, whereas all the other books, spiritual books, and they all have good things in them, but none of the, uh, the gurus that um, are affiliated with the other faiths say that I am the way. They say, I'll, I'll lead the way or, um, or other words, but they weren't the same as what the Messiah was saying. He said, I am the way. In other words, do as I say, do as I do. So that, that for me uh, made a difference, but... That doesn't mean the others aren't um, useful. They are useful. But just know that all of these books at the end of the day were created by the same people, though they do say that the, um, you know, the Christian Bible was under the guidance of the creator. Maybe it was. You know, I wasn't there at the time of, the draft, so I'm not going to make any claim, but the claim is that it was under the guiding hand of the creator. Well, if that was true, how come the creator, well, I won't say he's allowed it because he allows free will, but the book is heavily edited and hides a lot of the truth. There's still plenty of truth in it to work out a certain amount of what really is true and what's not true, but there are also, oh, my library, I, I packed it a few days ago. I have a book there. I have several interesting books from the Bible before they took out about 24 books of the original Bible. The Catholic Church took them out because they were books concerning uh, our spiritual relationship with our creator and how it came about. And the church doesn't want that because they want to be number one. They want to guide your spiritual thinking, not the creator. So. The book is heavily edited, but it's also compromised because some of the most important books are not in the Bible any longer. But I have them. And you can just do a Google search. There are, there's a book called The Missing Books of the Bible. That might be a useful book to have. 
uh, Book of Isaiah is good. Book of Enoch, I have those too. I haven't read them. I just don't get much reading time anymore, but I plan to cut back into this year. And um, when, I'm, when I'm on the property there, we've got things to do on there and I want reading time every night. So I have a lot of books. I have a few hundred books in the library that I want to read, but I also have a catalogue of several other hundred books that I haven't bought, but I want to read. So I have a lot of reading to do. Well, I, uh, I definitely don't believe you when you say you're going to cut back. You've said that to me for, I think, uh, almost two years now since we've started this journey of trying to find a solution and, and see it coming right away. And it's played out exactly, you know, as we thought it would, unfortunately. Um, but it does seem there is a solution each step of the way. And maybe you'll have to uh, just hole up at your buddy's, uh, seems like his doomsday thing over there and just sit in the library and live till you're 150 to get some of those books in there. Um, Mark, I'd talk to you all day. I know that you're super busy, so I want to honor your time and all the things you got to do. I know you're burning uh, the candle at both ends. And I think that's at the beginning, I called you the hive mind because there's so much that it should be the mastermind, but all the stuff you're doing with solutions, empowerment and one-on-one and with the emails, I go through a tremendous amount of information each day. And I think you probably double that somehow, you know, so, uh, and you distill it and you share it and and you're trying to help. So um, if there's anything you think we should cover before we we let out, because I'll I'll sit here and talk to you all day, but the question that I would kind of steer it towards is, you know, what, what, how, what's most important for people to know right now, navigating these times of, of fear and uncertainty and martial law and, you know, not being able to, you know, being intimidated, worried about losing your job, you know, all this stuff. Cause I, I feel like this winter it's going to heat up. There, there are several things that one could do. One is ditch the fear, just throw it out the window. And as you learn more and more, it, it goes anyway. But, you know, there are remedies for everything. Get good with the creator. That really is a priority. Number one priority. Many of you probably already are. But if you're not, then I'd focus on that because all the scientists, believe it or not, are people of faith. And yet they're teaching evolution, some of them. Well, their day's coming. You can't you know, believe one thing and do another. So get good with faith because the evidence, the scientific evidence has been proven time and time and time again. We are created. We have genetic material in us that are in no other living organisms that they have found yet. So where did it come from if, if we were evolved? It has to come from somewhere. Now, I've seen a, an ancient map it's at least 1100 years old that predates, you know, the 1600s when all the seafarers were traveling around the world, mapping continents. And it shows five continents accurately mapped. The map itself uh, shows the five continents with the Antarctic in a circle, which is a 140 foot wall. That's why it's the, there's no one is allowed to visit the Antarctic without supervision. It's the first time and only time every country on earth unanimously decided that no one was to visit the Antarctic, 1957, I think that was. No one could go there unguided. So when you are guided, they show you what they want you to see, not what there is. And outside of the, and that map is actually on the flag for the UN. They're putting it in plain sight. Why would you use that flag? 
outside, what they're not showing is that there are another 33 continents outside of the Antarctic, maybe where these parties are coming from called aliens. They're still within the dome, but they're in a different geographic area. And we're not supposed to know about that. So get good with the creator. And then <clears throat> for your own personal safety, and I'm not harboring on think only about yourself, but you know, I like to see what goes on in the world. I like to get through all this and just see what goes on. I'm curious. You know, we've gone to a more secluded area that's somewhat elevated, but if, if there was ever a big high water coming, I'd within an hour be at a much higher elevation. So I can see, you know, for protection, but, you know, have your own community going, like-minded people and hand select them because a lot of communities fail because people have egos or you get lazy people or you get people doing the wrong thing. You've got to have moral people with ethics and backbone and the work ethic. So a community you can delegate to and it's much easier to get by when systems collapse. If you're on your own, well, you've got to do everything and life gets pretty big doing everything. So uh, have dry food for at least four months. We haven't for a lot longer than that, but um, you, know, you can get dry food that you can survive on while you grow your own food supply. So I'd suggest get 100 or 200 different seed packets that are non-GM so that you can cultivate your soil and grow things straight away. Most things take two, three, four months to harvest, some things in one month even, but allow four months of dry, you know, the food supply before you get your first harvest. And then of course, keep some of the harvest so you can plant again when, when you've harvested. So, you know, it's just common sense, have fresh water available, have good tank supplies, have a river or springs, Got to have good water supply, permanent water supply. Um, have medical uh, equipment supplies because when, if food disappears, like when Bosnia had that war, people survived, but they had medical supply because when your food disappears, you get sores and they get infected. And you know, if you've got uh, sterilizers and things like that, then you can at least deal with it until your food supply you know returns and your immune system picks up again. Have things which help you with the immune system. Grow things like um, um, garlic and um, turmeric and um, ginger and, you know, parsley, things which are really solid for the immune system. Um, should I be saying that on a public forum? These people survived when, you know, they kept in a quiet location, but occasionally intruders would come and try and pillage. You've got to be armed. You've got to have a supply of bullets or arrows or something because you've got to protect your own community. Now, if they're peaceable, they might even join with you. But, you know, you've got to expect that desperate people will do whatever they do, including kill you, to get what you've got. So you've got to analyse people, but you've got to come from a position of strength too, where, you know, you will survive. Now, that's all really fear-mongering, but... For me, it's common sense just so it enables a, a community of you to survive, to get through what's coming. And it is coming. Whatever's coming is coming. They want to remove 
get the population down to 500 million. It's there in the Georgia Guidestones. Just Google Georgia Guidestones. They've been around there for a generation at least. Um, the upbeat is that civilization will recover. And in fact, it, it'll remain because the elite, they've planned themselves already just to remain. There are lots of movies about it. So the thing is, you know, with 500 million, you can get back to 3 billion maybe in 100 years again. And I'd say it's happened recently because we've all heard of... Um, my mind races. There was a civilization, Central Europe. And I think Germany was at the core of it. It was bigger. It went into France. It went uh, eastwards. Tartaria. And they were advanced. They were ahead of where we are today. But gradually the world uh, came against them and um, demolished them. And I think the Second World War was the remnants. And it's finished. There's a lot of material you can Google on Tartaria. But anyway, there is hope. And, you know, if you're on Earth, you want to make a paradise for the remainder of your life anyway. And you can do that. I don't know if you can do that in a suburb or a city. You know, when people get hungry, then mate, there's going to be, it's going to be a bloodbath. But if you get out somewhere, then I think, you know, you can survive and, and probably survive and be very healthy. And, and when things return, well, great. And if they don't return, well, who gives us stuff? You know, I'm going on several hundred acres and we're going to make a paradise out of it. But when we die, we have, the spirit's immortal. And it is a much more intense life in the spiritual realm. That's what I got from reading a book of an atheist. He was a doctor and he kept getting stories from his clients who had near-death experience, and he rubbished them privately. But uh, he thought they all, none of them know one another, and they come up with the same, same underlying stories. So he took a year off, and he interviewed over a 1,000 near-death people, and he became a man of strong faith because they all said, we don't want to come back. None of them wanted to come back without exception. It was a better life where they went, but they only came back because uh, the Messiah told them that you have a job still to finish on earth and you can let a lot of people know. You have a good heart, even though you might have been an atheist in some cases. In some cases, they weren't. But I tell you, they're all convicted. And when they came back to earth, mate, they were on a mission. And it got to the uh, author. He became a very strong believer. So there's a good future. Just know that. So it just eliminates fear. Why do you think the original people, like the Aboriginals in Australia, the Indians in America, why do you think they don't fear death? Because they know there's a better future. They know it somehow. So somehow we've lost it. We, the white race, have lost it, which is sad because, you know, we have the most technology, the most information. We have all the culture we brought to the world. Yet somehow we've disconnected with our creator and focused on possessions and, and material things instead of spiritual things. It's not too late to correct all that. Well, so that's Mark, the 
Yeah. Yeah. I, I appreciate that. And, you know, it is a positive one to me. Like it's negative because we're in a sense where we're facing a great challenge. It, like what I've kind of said is, you know, with the law of attraction and stuff like that, I, you know, I believed in that stuff, but only to a degree because it, a lot of the teachings, they weren't factoring in the creator, right? You don't attract attract everything maybe the creator is going to do something that you didn't necessarily want or attract for you to evolve right so this society is getting shattered by this creator or something bigger beyond our control so what we can do is we can um go with that wave in that direction and in harmony with it facing reality for what it is but then through our own free will making choices that are right in our hearts and that means uh, maybe disconnecting from things that don't have value, disconnecting from cities where you're not, you know, connected with nature or your food or all these other things. If you are clear in your heart, I think you're going to be shown away. And it has mm. a lot of letting go of like Babylon, you know, Babylon is falling and it requires infinite vaccines and a scope and drones in the sky. Well, you can participate in that if you want to, but if you see it for what it is, you can miss it. You know, you can go do something else and you can build this paradise. And even if, you know, this world wasn't falling, building a life of simplicity on the land with clean food, water, shelter, with like-minded people living simply not for materialism, that's a beautiful life anyways. You know, it doesn't have to be all the way Amish, although my friends and I have been joking from the beginning. It's like, maybe they had it right and we're just the next generation of Amish. Um, well, you know, it brings but it's, you uh, the creator and also back to the earth. Yeah. It's a wonderful feeling. I grew up in the, well, we call it the bush, the scrub out in the wilderness, you know, and it wasn't luxurious, but I was connected to the earth back then. And I've, I've really, I mean, I'm out in the country now, but I work like a crazy man. I want to reconnect. So that's, that's coming. Me too. Well, Mark, I appreciate you and, and all the work you've done for years. You've helped a lot of people. I highly, highly recommend people check out uh, Solutions Empowerment. I have the website up there. I've learned a lot from that. It's like the one-stop law stuff, you know? And when I when I got the program, I think it's only 100 or 200 bucks. It's nominal. Um, but if you want a solution, go there and, uh, you know. 99 Australian. That's, I think, about 130 or so American. Yeah, but yeah. The renewal, the renewal is half. Right. It's yeah. A, and there's so, there's so much stuff there. There's so much stuff. I think you have like 50 webinars and all, you know, because it, when you dive into the law realm, it gets confusing. So what I really like is you have the webinar explaining what it is, the fundamentals. So you have clear understanding and then you have the documents and you have community and you have people who've applied it. So you now have the resources and the self accountability to go ahead and take an action to know that it's coming from a reliable source and sorting out all those really important things. Because when you go out there, it's very scattered and you might, you might need a, you know, why am I doing this a little bit of certainty, you know, to build up that courage, you know, kind of like in snowboarding, right. Me coaching someone um, like, you know, or even actually in, you know, a lot of the quote unquote life coaching, you know, helping people live their life purpose. They already know what it is. They already know yeah. every time they know, and it's just, they just want a little support. And I'm just like, you can do it. You know, yeah. well, if you fall, we'll figure out another strategy and we'll sort that out. All you need is a little bit of understanding. Members in there that help other members too on the talk forum. So that's useful too. I met a we guy down the road immediately, Andy. <laughs> I just went to his house this weekend. I met him on solutions empowerment, like immediately in, in Canada. It was hilarious. Oh, yeah. Unbelievable. <laughs> 
yeah all around the other side of the world yeah but yeah we do two webinars a month so the library's growing because there's still subject matters that we haven't covered so you know we have quite a few still to come but they're live but we record them for for those who can't be on the show so you know they can play them at any time um and we after after the formal session which are usually one hour to an hour and a half then we do a uh, questions and answers and any questions i don't we don't really care but we do an hour there and, and you know that's that's all for free for our members we we give a lot for our members because we want to educate the world through it and we we have um some very very high net worth people who are members and they think we're insane because they value the information in millions and we you know it should be a 10,000 US entry but we do it for 199 Australian because They've got the money already. They've got the lifestyle. Ordinary folk are struggling. We want them to have a lifestyle. And you can. You know, applying those principles, part of it is how to get rid of all your debts. And quickly, you know. And once you've got debts gone, whatever you're earning, you might have a surplus. You can leverage that pretty quickly too. We went from, from 20 grand in two years into the seven-digit realm. I'm not kidding in two years because I've got a partner now and, you know, I can't, I can't, you know, uh, we've got to focus a little bit on our future too, not just help everybody. So I just went to work with a few minutes here and there and we've leveraged and it's not hard to leverage. You know, if you buy property at 10 or 20 or 30% of market value and you flip them and flip two or three of them, you're in the realm already. That's one thing. And then you've got crypto trade. We've got a trader that, routinely earns 200% a year on capital. His best year was 400%. And he parks the money uh, every night because he only trades during the day. So if the currency goes down 50%, well, then in the morning he can buy it up and at half the price and make a big whopping earn out of it. But anyway, you know, there, there are ways of leveraging. Now I got to ask you this. Well, I'm curious your thoughts. Um, <laughs> With, with the crypto thing, the elites, they want to go into a digital currency. So I've been skeptical of that. What's your thoughts on crypto and Bitcoin and all that? I had, that. had some money in there and lost it with three traders, but they had control over it. And then I put some money in there and that was 2017, 2009. I, I realized even then that it's actually the deceivers network. But anyway, I put a few of my own dollars in and traded myself with a microsecond a month. And I pulled what I lost back again. And I drew it all out at the beginning of this year. And I have nothing in there. But, you know, for those who, uh, you know, are, are struggling financially, well, it's a mechanism to get out of the poo. And maybe when you've made what you need, draw it out and put it into a community where you can do other things to leverage. But you got to you know, know what you're it, doing because it's volatile and you could lose your money easy. I got a buddy who, who was trying super hard and I think he lost like 30 or 50. I know a lot of uh, success stories and a lot of not success stories. So, um, and you've also advised on, I like silver and I like land because they're real things. And it seems like, um, you know, and I, and I don't have a lot of money, so you don't want to take investment, investment advice from me. But as you know, it seems like the world of the fake, right? So some people like it for the trading purposes, like Mike Winner, I really like. And I'm just yeah. like, well, if they want to go to a digital currency and we used to have gold back and then created money, 
for something of value, why do I want to go to a realm where it's a hundred percent fake and they want to put my money on a QR and then a friggin' chip? So I want to support that. So that was been my thought. So I want to know what you thought. Yeah, we we made ours really through real estate. I do have a percentage in gold and silver, yes, because it's substance. I haven't put it back into Bitcoin, but um, you know, crypto, but because um, the trader has been going eight years and he only deals with high net worth people, you need millions to get in. But my friend was a trade, has a company here in Australia registered with a securities office and they've had a very good uh, five year track record of trading. Um, but they've had months where they've had losses, but the, the months, you get many more months of gain, but that's traditional. But he, he wouldn't get into crypto. He says it's too volatile. And I said, well, it is volatile. And that's precisely why you can make more money. But you have to know what you're doing. Well, he got onto this high net worth trader in the States, eight-year track record. He, hasn't, he only deals with high net worth. And my friend is in there because he's high net worth. But he has sub-accounts where people can enter with 25,000 Australian. So... He said that his eight, and I've got the track record from 2016 to current to last month, and there's not one month of negative growth, but he said from the beginning they, they have not had one negative month because they park the money when they're not keeping their eyes on it. Right. So okay. that's, that's pretty safe. Yeah, well, I appreciate you sharing that. Okay, I, I know I want to go, but then I remember there's one last question I want to ask is just, and then I'll let you go for sure. I just saw an article out of Australia saying the police are going to come and take children out of your home for some sort of reason. So everything yeah. that you said before still applies. If you're a man, you Absolutely. know your stuff. It, it doesn't matter that's an act of statute, get out of my house. You know what I mean? If you take yeah. my kid, I'll be getting them back immediately. We've but, actually done it. We did oh, it, but a few years before the COVID came, they came to pick up my brother's kids. And he, he doesn't watch what I do so much, but I didn't know he had, has a wife that's been a bit of a renegade all the time. I thought, you know, but she's fierce. You know, sometimes it's the renegades who are the most ferocious because they're anti-system. And she swallows everything that I send by emails to an inner group, which you're on, by the way. But... Anyway, they came to the door and he basically says, well, who are you? What is that? Your property, is it? Prove it. And if you can't prove it, bug off because I can prove it's my property. You know, the kids are your property and property is the key word. Anyway, they buzzed off and left them because they couldn't prove that it was their property. And by him saying that was indirectly saying, I don't consent. He never said those words, but he could have. Could have just said, I don't consent to that. Prove that they're your property. If you can't, get out of here. You know, so it still applies today. It's just you can use your own language, but that the, the key is they got to prove they've got authority. If they can't, out of here. Otherwise, you're trespassing. You're, in, you're, you're breaching my peace. You're also breaching, uh, trespassing my property, not just time. Um, and if you take them, well, that's kidnap. It's false arrest and false imprisonment. And so that I need your name. I need your name. I also need your indemnity insurance number because I'm going to make a complaint to your indemnity insurer and you'll be out of work. And then I'm going to lay charges against you. Mate, you watch them run for the hills. And so the no legislation... 
yeah, sorry to cut you off, but the legislation that they have in the articles is just to scare the shit out of you, make you think they can take your kids, but it's just a legislation once again. So once you know they can't, it's just like, yeah. you, you, you know, I'll sue you, right? Kidnapping and oh. all this stuff. Because again, you're on this, we know the difference between right and wrong. Coming mm. and taking your kids is absolutely wrong, illegal off. So if they take it, you will have that. And you could actually use their court, their system against them if they do it and, and harm them and call the police on them and all yeah. that, right? We've got an expression here, bullshit baffles brains. And, you know, when they bring up legislation, 90%, sorry about the language, you know, I'm not normally like that, but the, the you know, 90% of the population here think that their legislation is law. It's not law. Legislation is not law. It is simply legislation that applies to creatures of statute. Once you've got that in here, you're free because they've got to prove that you're a creature of statute. And they usually get your assent when you don't answer that means you agree to it or your consent by you saying yeah yeah i live in you know ontario or i live in canada or i live in you know new south wales well how can you live in a a, a corporation unless you're a corporation meaning a person so when they say well you 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 live here and they give you an offer you just say, whoa, you know, you got evidence? I don't consent to that. Do you have evidence? Oh, where do you live? I live outside of New South Wales. Oh, well, here in New South Wales, you can't do that. So, and then they leave you alone because they can't give you a ticket because it doesn't apply. You're not a resident of that jurisdiction. If you're from another state, for, they, they think you're coming from another state. I never said that. I just said outside of New South Wales. Am I compelled to give anybody private information? No. They say you do. Really? Well, I can give you legislation that specifically precludes me giving private information to a public, public without my consent. And I don't consent. It's called the Privacy Act, and every country's got it. It's to protect things that are private. And if you give something out, well, it's deemed that you consented to give it out. Bull dust. I don't consent. Oh, you're forcing me under threats of menace. Well, I'll give it, but you're in breach of this act. Now you're in trouble, mate, because I'm going to pursue it. You've threatened me. That's another, that's a federal offence, criminal code act. You know, you've trespassed my peace. Another federal offence. That's a jailable offence. You know, you just wham, smack them back with their own axe. Uh, well, I love it, Mark. Mark, I, I'll talk to you all day. I, ch I try to wrap it up now because, like I said, I kept asking you questions. But I, I appreciate you. Your wealth of knowledge, uh, solutions, empowerment has been really helpful for me in the beginning of this journey. Um, taking responsibility for myself to understand what's going on here, and 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 so I feel so much better being able to go through those webinars. How to deal with the police? How to deal with non-vaccination? How to deal with all these things? Mm -hmm. And you know, the way you can explain it and teach it is is really critical at these times. And I think you're going to get a landslide of people come and keep learning because they're forcing people to learn and respond or to submit. And those who have a little bit more strength and volition and courage are, are finding solutions. So uh, thanks for your time today and everything you're doing. We owe it to our kids, don't we? You know, do they want to be slack? My kids are never going to look in my eye when I'm on my deathbed saying, Dad, you had freedom when you were kids and we haven't. Why didn't you do something about it? For me, that's a motivating force. I'm protecting them too.
You know, my kids, they're all, they're grown, you know, 32 and 29. So they're not they're not kids, but they're my kids, you know. So they've learned a lot. They're structuring themselves too to be free. Amazing. I wish I had had a website that I could go to or had someone <laughs> to mentor when we were kids. That would be creative. I wish I found it sooner. Uh, well, well, we'll thank Tom Barnett for throwing you in the, in the public when you try to stay hidden. So <laughs> it's nice that you came out uh, and, uh, yeah, keep up the amazing work. Too. Yeah, he's absolutely. A, too. a man on a mission. I'm really delighted because I can see those people like yourselves that the future, you know, I've done my time. I like to sort of disappear, you know, but I couldn't do that if there wasn't people taking over, but there's people taking over everywhere now. It's fat just fantastic yep take very it, happy take it and run and we see people doing that so it's amazing and just given the framework you know we we have faith in that framework and we're seeing results so and anybody can do it with with just a little bit of tenacity tiny bit of knowledge yeah. a little tenacity because just you know just tell them no that's it you know you can say no it's now freedom. you can say no with paperwork and more understanding well, that's what everyone wants freedom and peace of mind the two biggest things you get it you just learn the uh, basic ground rules and although we got over 50 webinars you'll find that the basic ground rules are in all of them once you know that you go oh i remember that bit from the last yeah apply you can do it for this too you can do it for that too oh you know people find for themselves the common denominators there are but it's not a lot of them but they're vitally important without the foundation how do you get your freedom Yep. That's it. Well, thanks, Mark. I appreciate you. Enjoy the rest of your day. I know you have it ahead of you now, so uh, we'll stay connected. Keep up the great work and yeah. uh, we'll see you that again. That was fun, man. Really, really yeah. love it coming on the show. Oh yeah. Every time. Okay, yeah. guys, thanks for watching. Check out Solutions Empowerment and uh, we'll see you in the next video. Also stand up, use the documents. Don't comply to this tyranny. There are solutions. So now, you know, okay. <laughs> see you guys. Absolutely. There you have it, ladies and gentlemen, the absolutely phenomenal Mark Patelic. I highly recommend that you guys check out Solutions Empowerment and start to uh, know the law. He always has practical webinars. There's so much stuff when you become a member. Uh, as well as a great community. So if you go to solutionsempowerment.com, uh, if you wanted to use my referral, you can go to uh, ref forward slash ref forward slash Matt. I'll put the link in there if you, if you want to do that, but just tell Matt sent you. But I highly recommend it. It is my go-to law education platform. There are other ones out there and they're all good. Uh, going through the Choose Freedom Law Summit, it was great. But I like how Mark will say, oh, this I'm having this problem. Like they're trying to force me with vaccines. He'll do a webinar on that. He will give you the paperwork and give you the foundational knowledge necessary so that you can remain free because it's all coercive contract based. And this is so important for people to know the origins of this stuff so we can know our rights and we can hold these people accountable for doing very criminal things and they're getting our consent to it you know so this is very important please share this podcast as far and as wide as you can uh, hit me over at rockfin forward slash matt belair also on odyssey you can search my name and find me there um, we've had some trouble sharing those links uh, go direct to libsyn and become a member at mattbelair.com because they have deleted my patreon 
and uh, you know uh, because I, I wouldn't delete episodes and I'm not going to do that so if you want to support the show you can become a member by donation there's a few different options there and if you want to contribute something different just let me know but any support is really really appreciated in these times because uh, the amount of censorship and stuff that I'm going through with the websites and deleting and shadow banning is truly nuts and uh, they're doing everything they can to stop this and uh, I, I'm not going to give up so <laughs> any support would be really really tremendous so uh, if you guys are interested and you want some help and some programs I highly recommend checking out Soul Compass that is designed to let to help you let go of any bullshit any kind of limiting belief any kind of uh limitation holding you back so you can get crystal clear on who you are and how to make a difference in this world how to navigate these times but be to live a life of fulfillment of empowerment and uh you know also the quantum heart hypnosis is designed for that too to really just connect you with yourself to the creator and to your divine spark who you truly are as well as the atomic alchemy mastermind group everything is designed for those things knowing who you are leaving a legacy um and learning how to navigate this path and watch walk a spiritual path walk one that you know contributes to other people so when you die you leave a legacy you're fulfilled and you're not compromising who and what you are you're living your life purpose and i think we all have a purpose so that's it thank you so much for listening for the show uh check out the blog if you want more documents on on and support for you know going to your employer but uh let's come into a state of peace and coherence before we close this out wherever you are in the world just stop what you're doing take in a deep breath in through your nose hold that breath and let it out slowly filling every cell muscle and fiber of your being with peace joy contentment enthusiasm, faith, courage, and get ready to enjoy the rest of your day. So thank you so much for listening, and we'll see you in the next episode.